la 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 screen peeking bop 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 hey everybody welcome to episode 42 of screen peeking a weekly podcast where ziggy and i get together to talk about video games and anything video game related you can catch this podcast on google podcasts and spotify and here on youtube today we're going to be talking about dead space remake and a few other things but that's the one i'm really excited about i mean let's be honest <laughs> um let's start off the show today Zig, with just what we've been playing this last week how have you been doing uh yeah so i finished up replaying outer wilds which was fucking great i love that game so much um also yeah we'll be doing an episode of that on vertical slice at some point so keep an eye out for that probably beginning of next month um and then also i got a Logitech G920 racing wheel, if you're watching on uh, video, I'm showing <laughs> it here, uh, to play uh, some more Forza Horizon 4 with, uh, which is a, it's a, such a different experience. It's, right now, I don't know if I would say it's a more fun experience, because <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking difficult, and I'm used to being able to just kind of cruise around, and then suddenly it's like, physically taxing of trying to like hold the wheel in place it's like kicking against me in the dirt or whatever and mm. also it's just way more difficult to like keep your traction and stuff like that um but it's fun and it's such a different experience i just think i need to get used to it play with it more mm. um right. the one thing about it at least with force horizon 4 where because that's such like a chill out game for me i don't necessarily i was thinking about this today like i don't know if i necessarily see myself when I'm just, you know, trying to unwind, play like a half hour of that game, I don't know if I'm going to go through all the effort to actually like clamp it onto my desk, plug in all the wires, put it in, like do the whole setup. Kind of similar with VR, you know, where right, right. Just, yeah, like, yeah. I love VR. It's such a great experience, but that setup often makes me like, eh, or I could just play something else, yeah. um, which I have a feeling might be where this ends up. But I do like having like when I am sitting down and playing, you know, an hour or two for it. You know, it's worth it to clamp it on and have that whole experience because it is so fun having the pedals and the wheel and everything. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad, but that has nothing to do with this show. So that's a great show, though. That's a great show. It's a really good show. Yeah. I'm on like end of season two right now. It's, it's pretty dang good. First time or like multiple yeah, times? Yeah, I haven't it. seen it before. First time. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, I think I've watched through that show, full show, three or four times now. Oh, nice. It, and I enjoy it every single time. I can't just, like, watch a couple episodes. I have to watch the whole <laughs> the whole series. Yeah, um, I'm having to, like, having to do the classic flip-flop where, like, I did this with uh, The Last of Us 2 as well, where, hmm. because it's just kind of a grim and intense show, I'll, like, watch an episode of that and then just watch, like, a 20-minute episode of something, like, dumb and floppy, like, whoop. Just kind of shake yeah. it off and then watch another yep. episode of that, <laughs> yeah. which is it's the pattern you got to go. But yeah, totally. Taylor needs that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, what have you been playing? Well, uh, I just got home from playing some bowling <laughs> and I have to <laughs> tell you, fun. I have to tell you something first, as I think this is just ridiculous and stupid. Uh, I am pathetic and uh, I think I pulled something in my groin because I actually have an ice pack right now on my lap wrapped in a towel because oh, no. <laughs> I think I did something right there. I'm like, 
oh, wobble or hobbling around just like like in so much pain i don't know what i did wrong i thought i was bowling correctly and then like i you know you, your arm starts to feel a little fatigued by the end of the thing that's yeah. fine that's normal and i'm like oh yeah my arm's starting to get tired like that's fine but then i did something in the first game and it was just like on fire for the rest of the uh, three games that we like played the muscle weird I did something. Anyways, other than that, Terrible. though, <laughs> um, pretty much haven't been playing much this week. Uh, I mean, for those who don't know, it was uh, mine and Taylor's second year like wedding anniversary, and Congrats. that was on Tuesday. Thank you. And so we were just kind of taking the. I, we both have this week off, and we were just doing a bunch of different activities, a bunch of fun stuff like that. So bowling was one of the things, and uh, then we're gonna go see Old tonight at the theater. Um, and we haven't seen a movie at the theater since before COVID, so this is really exciting. <laughs> Yeah, last one I watched was Sonic the Hedgehog on opening oh. night. So <laughs> I still I'm, haven't I'm seen probably, that. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's gonna be on the next one. That's a great film. That's a great <laughs> film to watch on opening night at like 10 p.m. when it's only like people not like there. It's a kids movie, but there's no kids in the yeah. theater. Like that's kind of that's that's the prime way to watch it. Please tell me you arrived in the blue spandex and like the little Sonic plastic <sighs> mask. I should have. I should have. I really should have. Like, gotta go fast, kids. <laughs> Just go running through. <laughs> Pushing kids out of my way. Um, but yeah, so I didn't haven't played much in terms of games. It's just been a couple hours in the early morning. Um, I have Death Store. I want to play it, but I want to put the time into it. It was kind of that thing where it's like, I could play a little bit here and there, but I really want to stream it, A, and B, I really want to like actually spend a couple hours when I do sit down to play it and not feel like I have to stop possibly every 10 minutes or so. So mm. I have it. I'm going to be playing it um, on Monday at 2.30ish uh, p.m. Pacific time. So if anyone wants to check it out on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash nickelobe that would be great um <laughs> have to throw that in there i'm trying to get more <laughs> streaming stuff going on so uh that'll be great yeah. and then on tuesday not sure when we'll figure it out on monday but uh, i'll probably stream some more and uh that's when i'll actually put some time into this and i'll actually be able to play a good chunk i'm really excited to play it though so besides all that i played gears 5 and I finished the campaign, and that was really cool for me oh, um, because I had started it way back, and so I just kind of continued off where I was, and uh, nice. yeah, just had a good time playing through it. Kind of skipped a lot of the cutscenes, so I don't really know what was going on. <laughs> I was just playing it as like a mindless thing to do in the early morning, and uh, yeah, yeah, just really, really enjoyed that game. I love that active, like the perfect reload that you can do in that game so just to get the bonus damage bullets. It just feels so good. It feels like yeah, I'm I'm really good at this game, even if you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't finish Gears 5 either. I did really like what I played, though. To be honest, I haven't even thought <laughs> about that game in a long time. Um, I think it's just cover shooters are, like, really not my genre. But, like, despite <laughs> that, I actually enjoyed that game, like, way more than I was expecting. I think I just played it because it was, like, a big Xbox exclusive and, you know, yeah. launched on Game Pass. So I was like, oh, well, I can, you know, kind of join the hype around this game for free. So why not? Um, but, yeah, like the sort of open world open world ish structure of it i really enjoyed of having like the several sort of smaller open areas that you can use your little like skid craft and zoom yeah you can go explore and get really upgrades format yeah yeah, yeah totally cool. totally yeah i, I just had it becoming... downloaded oh go ahead you, yeah you go. i like that that's becoming more of a thing in AAA games now of uh, sort of that hybrid between like a linear and open world game of like last last of last us, of us too did this yeah um or like metro exodus that came out recently was a really good example um of yeah the like 
maybe three or four huge open levels with a bunch of stuff in them and you could do that but it's not a full open world you still have the progression of a linear mm-hmm. game i think that's a really great format I'm, I'm loving that it's becoming more popular i agree but yeah enough about that let's move right into like the main topic here um actually i should probably remind everybody <laughs> from last week uh <laughs> before we get into the main topic uh this show is going to be changing format. Uh, we've typically been doing every week. Uh, you know, we've missed a couple here or there, but we've been doing a weekly show for screen peeking. Um, starting in August, we'll be switching over to uh, once a month format. It'll be pretty much the last Friday of every month. Um, that's our target, at least. And um, so, pretty much next week, I guess that's the thirtieth, um, will be the last weekly f- screen peeking episode. So, just uh, to let everybody know about that. Uh, and if you want updates, yeah. you can follow me on Twitter at something. I underscore Nicolo for some reason. That's the name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, without further ado, let's go right into the topic of the show. Uh, EA just had a EA Play event, one of many, I think, from this month. Uh, and mm. the only one I personally care about, as it wasn't just focused on one particular game or series, um, there was a couple of cool announcements in there. So, uh, you know, let's start with the one that we're both really itching. We were having a hard time not talking about this yeah, earlier to, yeah. before we even started recording. Dead Space Remake being uh, developed by EA Motive and now, like, from the ground up being made for next generation. Xbox Series S and X um, and PS5 and PC. What did this do for you, Zig? Were you ex- are you excited? Well, I think cause I definitely I talked about Dead Space before and how I liked it, but I think it was just sort of the age of it that pushed me away a little bit. Um, that said, though, like I do think that game has a really strong, you know, like base and sort of structure to it. And so having a remake and it seems like it's not just a graphical upgrade, but also improving like the level design and things like that, that I said I wasn't super hot on just, you know, it's very Xbox 360-esque level design Mm -hmm. and storytelling and stuff like that. Um, And so if they are modernizing all of those elements, which it seems like they kind of are, then yeah, I mean, I'd totally be down to jump into this, especially if it ends up on, like, EA Play slash Game Pass, then I, like, (laughs) there would be no reason for me not to try it out. Um, But yeah, I, I am actually really excited about this. I think... I'm just hoping it solves the issues that made me not get super into the first game, because then I think I will absolutely love what this is. Also, it being a next-gen exclusive makes me very happy. Yeah, I, absolutely. That was a big one for me. Like, having next-gen exclusive, I mean, the. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go talk about PS5 for a sec, because that is something that has, like, a, uni- a unique controller, right? Uh, possibly mm-hmm. having the different haptic feedback for you know, something crawling through event maybe, or for having your different adaptive triggers for the different weapons, you know, just adds a bit of immersion, some fun stuff to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, IGN has a really good um, uh, interview with some developers talking about like what their goals are for making the the remake and like what they're wanting to do to change it and what they would do, like what they want to keep the same. And like one example they gave, uh, one of the devs gave was, the zero gravity parts in Dead Space 1. Uh, normally you have to like jump from spot to spot and it's like really, it's really 
awful in my opinion but dead space 2 really <laughs> makes it a lot better where you can actually float around in 360 and move around and go any direction you want and it really made the zero gravity parts really really cool and you could like fight mm -hmm. in in zero gravity and all that stuff it was really really neat and uh, so they're talking about like maybe looking at what two did to make like that they've improved on from from one and uh, being Dang. able to bring that into the first one so i think that's a really good thing and then they were talking about how there are certain like corridors in the first game that like maybe they could see because they have all the original assets they can see oh mm -hmm. the devs were going to do this but they couldn't because of like say limitations on the hardware or because you know mm -hmm. design wise it just didn't make sense and they can kind of rework that or decide if they want to keep that or do that do something added on top of the regular experience and i think that's really cool they also yeah, said that all oh go ahead yes sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll so keep going. on you're saying like doing things they couldn't do in the original but wanted to i remember god i think it was like a no clip documentary or something i watched something about the development of dead space and i remember the directors on it were they were talking a lot about just how much they couldn't do with a game and how many things that they tried to get going but couldn't mm -hmm. um and things that sounded really fucking cool, like these really insane set pieces that just they could not get to run on those consoles. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, if they do actually find a way to take those old assets and look at them and go like, oh, shit, this rocks, and then find a way to integrate that into the remake, like, yeah, that would be so sick. Yeah, I mean, they said that they're going to be remaking, like, all the models and the sounds all be, like, from the ground up. So mm. that... It's like a cool thing, but also I, I always get a little worried when I hear about like the sound effects because those are so ingrained in like my memory from yeah. 2008 and like playing through and like hearing Isaac's like staggered breathing. I'm sure they can do a great job at it. It just always makes mm -hmm. me a little bit nervous when I hear the like, oh, yeah, we're going to redo the sound. I'm like, oh, but that's one of the things that like I really like pulled me in. So hopefully mm -hmm. it's really great. And, you know, it, like I'll give them all the credit. Like if they can pull it off. Awesome. Like that's uh, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. but. Yeah, um, I think that's cool. Um, I'm really interested just to see what they change and what they don't. So I thought it'd be kind of fun to, you said you played, uh, you, it felt a little bit, there were some things that you didn't like in Dead Space 1. Like what would those? Mm -hmm. what were those and how far did you play through the game? Yeah, I mean, it was almost everything there was just very like Xbox 360-isms. So uh, like the fucking the tutorials in the game like the one that sticks out to me most in my head is the way that it teaches you that you need to cut off limbs where oh, i right. think it has like the big graffiti on the wall says like aim for the limbs and then you it like you get a voice recording it's like oh you gotta shoot them in the limbs and then one of the like the peel and ray goes like oh if you know if you shoot them in the limbs and get a pop that says you gotta shoot them in the limbs for more damage I'm like, okay well fucking like i know go away <laughs> um stuff like that like really got under my skin with it and even just I find Xbox 360 and PS3 games to be, like, the ugliest generation of games to me. There's something about, like, the lighting and the 30 FPS mm. and the textures that looks like they really want to be detailed, but it just kind of looks muddy and hard to comprehend that mm -hmm. I really don't jive with. And that's just every game from that era. Um, so seeing all that, you know, graphically and hopefully with smarter, more modern design decisions you know, brought into an extra experience with really good lighting and really great looking models and textures. Um, like if it, if it looks like something like the Resident Evil 2 remake, I think even that alone will get me into it so much more having that atmosphere boosted and yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of scared when it comes to, like, if they can get the humans looking really realistic, <laughs> those necromorphs are going to be terrifying. <laughs> like, it's honestly, really like, how detailed are they going to be doing that? Because, yeah, that can be really, really freaky. And if you got ray tracing yeah. in there with the flashlights and the lights on his back and all those things, like, there could, this could be really special. This could be, and actually for me, and th this you wouldn't know, but every time before ray tracing even was out on the, the RTX 20 or 2000 series cards, right? Like when they were talking about it, I remember the first thing I was thinking, I was like, oh man, I wish Dead Space was still a thing. This would be so cool on a, in a Dead Space game. I would tell Jesse that all the time. I was like, talk about it every time Ray Chasing came up. Like, oh yeah, but imagine like a game like Dead Space or imagine a thing like Dead Space where this would happen. Yeah. And now I'm finally getting it. So for me, I am just <laughs> beyond excited. Um, playing Dead Space 1 again. Yeah, the game, like feeling the game, it feels older, but I actually think it holds up pretty good and one thing i really appreciate in the first one that they kept all the way through is the map and the way you can they improved on it in two and uh and then they kept the improvements in three but like in one you can just like yeah click that right stick and it just has a little glowing line on the ground kind of pointing you towards your main objective yeah that was great that was really cool and it felt like it was a part of the world too and i really liked that a lot um and then in two yeah, they, that, that felt really modern that, that little thing yeah. like that was a very very smart design decision yeah, that I'm yeah like more games have not taken <laughs> to be honest yeah um they improved on it in two where you could choose a store or your main objective or a workbench to upgrade your weapon and stuff so it would direct you to those things as well which was really really mm. handy um and uh just wanted to comment on um you should definitely give dead space 2 a try since they're not remaking that one yet um that one has yeah. a lot more color to it um and it is obviously still from the 360 era but like the controls even just feel a lot better like they for example use x to reload instead of a <laughs> and stuff like that <laughs> um but yeah no it, it really is nice um last thing or one of the other things i wanted to mention on this remake is uh yeah using resident evil 2 remake as like a guiding post possibly i really hope that this does end up being like that in terms of like quality of like this really took a big jump from when you look at the say 2008 dead space to whatever year it is mm -hmm. 2022 2023 remake dead space i want to see where like you can you could compare it side by side and go holy cow that's a big jump in in like visual fidelity um i know that's not like everything in a game but when you're going to be copying a lot of like the beat by beat story stuff and maybe even the level design i really want to see like a graphical improvement itself yeah yeah totally and i think yeah the the smartest thing about the resident evil 2 remake is how it understood what made the original good but it didn't just copy what made the original good if that makes sense like mm -hmm. it it took the ideas and feelings from the second one and then made that feel like a modern video game, which is great. And obviously, I mean, that's going from a much older game to, you know, the current generation than mm -hmm. Dead Space. Um, but I still think that they absolutely should do that for Dead Space remake, where don't just don't just make design decisions with your reasoning being well that's what it was like in the first game make design decisions that are based off because this is fun not just because this is faithful yeah absolutely yeah though and i mm -hmm. uh, also want to see like yeah i want to see some risks being taken like i yeah 
I don't, I do not expect this. There's no way they're doing it. But imagine a level editor where you could like create your own like horror Ooh, experience yeah. with the Nekomars. I think that'd be really, really dope. I think it'd be so fun if you could get like community created like Dead Space ships <laughs> or like maps mm -hmm. where you could like go through and like have these horror experiences that maybe other people have created. Won't happen. But I would love that. <laughs> that'd be so cool. Um, I'm blanking right now on what else I wanted to. Oh, that's what it was. Uh, so they're remaking the first one we know the original series had two and three in there do you think let's say this is really successful okay let's say it's just is really awesome EA is really happy with this with how well it sells oh, and how popular it is that space is back do you think they remake two or do you think they do their own two and go from there oof I I mean, I definitely don't think that they'll remake three. Um, no, I agree two, with you there. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess I don't, I don't know if I'm the right person to ask, but I know from a lot of people mm -hmm. I talk to, they they think two is fun, but you know, it definitely doesn't have near the reputation of the first game. Um, really? So, from people I've a lot of people I've talked to who are fans mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. that no, is that's cool. definitely the case. Yeah, not all. Um, and I. That's fine. I'm just personally offended. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just hate you specifically. Um, uh i mean personally i would rather they make something new but that's my take with basically everything when it comes mm -hmm. to this sort of thing and i think doing kind of what resident evil did is really smart where i mean i guess resident evil did in the opposite order but go back remake the first game prove that you can make a great uh a great dead space game again and then use what you learned from remaking that into making uh dead space 4 whatever that means or whether it's a first person you know, dead space like four whole... <laughs> that's a little bit <laughs> that'd be interesting i don't know if they could pull that off but that'd be interesting and i don't know oh, they mean, could pull it off i think it would be smart to do what resident evil did as well where like give it a new protagonist tie it into the lore and all that but don't make it a direct sequel to three make it yeah like, like a hard hard reboot um mm -hmm. i think that would be very very smart of them um but yeah dead space is i think in a really really similar situation now as to resident evil was before the release of re7 where you know it was a great series that had some shitty releases and people have kind of fallen out of love with it now um mm -hmm. and if they can really stake their claim here and be like hey we're back and we're still doing a good job i think that will be very healthy for the series yeah like your thinking is a lot along the same uh, lines as mine where i i do actually think that they're going to do a second one um I, or like mm. if it's the we're again going off of the first one successful in this theoretical future right and it's super popular mm. i think that they would make the second game like a remake of the second game because uh at least when it came out and i know the friends i was around at the time i don't know what it's like now like again that's where it's interesting <laughs> to hear your perspective right but uh for me at the time like two was amazing in my opinion two is the better game but mm. one is scarier and, and it just like has that if you're wanting that scary experience it'll do horror in a way better like a better way in my opinion but i do think two is a better game and it still has those scares and i think it does horror very well still um mm -hmm. three is where it really it just like goes from <laughs> in my opinion like a <laughs> nine ten to like a three or four and just like it was crap uh, like the only thing cool about it is the weapon customization in my opinion mm -hmm. um but yeah anyways that's getting off track i think they would remake two because it is so well loved but i think what you're saying is so cool and i think it's it would make sense for them to do a few like 
split off and whether it was like we were saying a first person you have it it's not isaac clark it's not the main characters like it's just mm-hmm. this own story but you got a first person dead space i'd be down for first person dead space i'd be down for a few other spinoffs too for sure um i just want this franchise to be back and i really want to see what it's like mm-hmm. yeah and i think uh, yeah i mean I'm, I'm trying to think because resident evil also did the thing where it wasn't even about zombies anymore um which i think was really smart for what resident evil is but i think necromorphs are so unique and we also didn't get like 10 million (laughs) dead space Mm -hmm. games like we did with resident evil um so yeah i I think keeping it with necromorphs but just different ship different protagonist different side of the galaxy or whatever i don't know enough about the lore to really (laughs) say much but but yeah make it separated enough from the older games but still you know retain that lore keep the spirit that people like and go mm-hmm. from there yeah it'd be really cool to see like a almost a prequel sort of or a situation where it's like you're playing the usg ishimura ship you're playing one of the people on that ship as it goes down mm-hmm. you know classic it's been done before but still you do that origin story of like you're on the ship when stuff's happening you know it's a yeah. it's a grim ending no matter what but you're wondering like what it was like to say start to go crazy and you're like seeing friends attacking friends or you know you know your loved ones like killing each other basically <laughs> and then like having that something like that would be cool. very scary and you kind of know how it will just tie right into where isaac's approaching on his ship you know and that'd be really really cool i think um mm-hmm. and if that was in first person another i'd love it <laughs> another thing i am really fucking excited about with this thing is like real-time viscera and gore effects have gotten so good in the last generation fluid um, sim like looking the well yeah yeah and like flesh sims and everything like <laughs> yeah. when you look at the last of us 2 it is fucking brutal the way that they do that uh-huh. and so if they put a lot of like rendering budget and shit into the gore in this game yep. because that was i thought a really strong aspect in the first game is you know the dismemberment system and all that but if they make it like real meaty and real just good i think that'll be disgusting and really really awesome yeah that actually does remind me uh, again developers from ign's uh interview there they were they did like talk about that part in particular they specifically talked That's about good. how um with the new tech obviously they can do fluid simulation which i was thinking blood and then they were talking mm-hmm. about the dismemberment and how they're really wanting to take a look at that again and to really uh, do something better than what we had done before and make it maybe even tie into the strategy of fighting them a little bit more. So that mm-hmm. could be really cool too because there was that basic like you can shoot off their legs or their arms doesn't really matter and maybe cert- maybe they'll make it matter a little bit more. Maybe they'll have more segments and like you said, little pieces and stuff like that, which would be mm-hmm. fantastic. That's good to hear. That was actually also one of my complaints about the first game is I thought that the dismemberment, the dismemberment system was cool but wasn't utilized enough in the gameplay. So if they do tune that up and do make it more meaningful, then yeah, mm-hmm. fucking It was awesome. wild yeah. for the time it came out. <laughs> it was amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's enough about that. <laughs> we can move on now into uh, a little game called Apex Legends that uh, I think it was worth bringing up here because you're such a fan. Um, <laughs> Apex Legends Emergence was uh, announced and there was like a little bit of a trailer. I think I pulled it up, so I'll play in the back here. And they showed off a new character, Zig. Why don't you take it away from there? Yeah, so I mean, I would say with a new character, I'm kind of disappointed to be honest. They Because they released like this animated trailer uh, yeah. like a week or so ago that was like fucking awesome. They had... Uh, like a really, really great director working on it. 
didn't even look like an Apex trailer. It was just like this really fucking cool animated short. And I'm like, oh, this guy looks awesome. I can't wait to see what this is. And then they revealed him, and he's just kind of like another tracker character. Like his kit seems... I mean, I don't know. I'm sure he'll be fun to play, but we already have two or three characters in the game who do basically the exact same thing as him, just in slightly different ways. So that's kind of boring to me. I I feel like they really just could have done more with him, and I'm disappointed that they didn't. Like, on his own, I think it's great. I just feel like it's missed potential, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I mean, his design's cool. He looks really neat. He's doing this cool dance here that I think is great. <laughs> uh, like the little drone thing. I just, I don't know. They could have done so much. Because his kit, uh, in case you didn't hear, I believe it's like he can send his drones out and they can sort of like track enemies, like see them through walls and stuff like that. It's all about like, you know, seeing where the enemy is, keep like tracking them, that sort of thing. Basically like Bloodhound. Almost yeah, exactly yeah. It'd be like, a, like in a, a slightly different way. Like the little tiny little bug drones, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean... It, bloodhound's very fun to play but we already have bloodhound in the game so it it seems a little bit redundant i guess um compared to you know valkyrie in the last season who was a crazy different character and totally mm-hmm. changed the play style of the game stuff like that and obviously not every character can be to that level but yeah just feels like a bit of a down season to me um right this character sounds I, I like mean, i was just gonna say this character sounds like they'd be really useful maybe as like the ring gets smaller like once it's like mm. a small area with their ultimate being that dome that can like kind of ping where everybody is inside there like that would be or whoever yeah. passed through it i think is what they said like that sounded pretty mm-hmm. cool yeah so my main thought with the character is i think that he is really designed toward being played in arenas almost more so than battle royale because exactly what you're saying he seems definitely geared towards a smaller arena yeah um, yeah. So having that, you know, the more Valorant-esque uh, playstyle of arenas, I think he's really fitting for that. Honestly, he seems a lot like a Valorant character, even just like his visual design and stuff like that and the way his abilities look. Um, it <laughs> kind of feels like it was taken out of Valorant. Um, and a way, I mean, that's, that's not a bad thing. I just think it's kind of interesting and lends itself more to that uh, arenas sort of gameplay style. Yeah, do you think they're uh, going to be transferring yeah. or transitioning more towards that in the future? Maybe. I mean, I th- think at most we'll get like more of a 50-50 split, which I mean, I'm fine with. I think arenas is pretty is pretty fun. I still definitely prefer Battle Royale. I don't think mm-hmm. I have actually met anybody who like prefers arenas. Um, right. But I feel like most people I talk to play it like now and again like yeah it's fun it's fun to jump into between you know your main sort of battle royale games just because it's faster paced and whatnot um but yeah i mean getting a character every so often that's geared towards that i don't think is a bad thing it's just you know not geared towards me specifically mm-hmm. yeah like as an outsider just looking in i always wonder if they're going to be <clears throat> like they have their arenas mode what if they go with something closer to like the uh um your your quick multiplayer match in Call of Duty, or if they go more like in mm. the direction of like um, Overwatch, you know, with your your team based like objectives, and I, I don't know, like I'm really curious to see like what they kind of go for it if they add more modes and try to find out what sticks better than Battle Royale, if any does, and then once that happens, they kind of push way more that direction. But uh, but I think it's cool that they're adding at least they have that arenas mode i think it's cool that's not just a battle royale game anymore and i just really hope that they keep trying out new stuff not just have like the one mode for sure 
Yeah, I mean, arenas, I definitely think they put that in there just because that is kind of what's hip right now in, in multiplayer first-person first shooters. Like, right now, Deathmatch is kind of going out, I guess. Like, a lot of really popular, I would say, with the exception of Call of Duty, and even then, I would say Call of Duty's more popular modes aren't Deathmatch. Yeah, um, I would agree. But, you know, most really popular first-person shooters are, you know, slower-paced, objective-based tactical uh competitive shooters with you know valorant or frame six siege or uh the not Warzone uh call of duty things with i can't think of the names of any of the modes but but there, there's a few Me in there neither. or even what's it called fucking x defiant ubisoft oh. game that looks <laughs> yeah really yeah. kind of generic and boring um like that is the same thing and that kind of seems the way that the industry is moving towards right now so i do think that was kind of apex making itself more relevant which i mean that's not a bad thing they it's a thing they got to do you know keep themselves relevant and adapt um so i mean if in three or four years from now a new type of shooter is kind of what's at the king i could definitely see them adding another mode like you're saying to match with that um mm-hmm it's the new thing is going to be uh it's going to be time travel shooters uh that's that's going to be the new hip thing i don't know if that <laughs> means, but it's going to be time travel shooters uh <laughs> for for um, each chess <laughs> but the shooter yeah, version yeah <laughs> exactly um but yeah i mean it's an okay season cool um what do you think of x defiant i uh i saw the trailer just the other day Ooh. and i was just kind of like I didn't even know really what to expect. I so I just like clicked on it. It was just like didn't know it was Ubisoft. I didn't or Ubisoft. I didn't know it was anything. I just clicked on it and uh, and I was like, oh, okay. So is this a Call of Duty like clone? And then I'm like seeing abilities and then I was like, oh wait, no, this is like Division enemies. <laughs> wait a second. And yeah. then and so I was just kind of like trying to understand what I was looking at, but then nothing looked cool. And then all of a sudden the trailer was over. <laughs> so what did you think of it? Yeah, I mean it looked generic as shit to be honest it looks like every modern shooter trope just kind of like pressed into one video game which is kind of ubisoft's mo at this point but i i don't know i'm not gonna play it i'm not gonna go anywhere near that game to be honest but i i mean i think it's neat the idea of like a big sort of ubisoft crossover game you know with like factions from a bunch of different stuff that's kind of cool but other than that also, like this game doesn't look like a Tom Clancy game at all. <laughs> like, I feel like it's just attaching... called that because of the it's called Tom Clancy's The Division, and like all these classes yeah. are. Maybe there's one that isn't, but three out of those four, I'm pretty sure, are uh, are uh, from The Division. Or, like their enemy, yeah. Factions. But they easily couldn't have been. Like, yeah. Oh no yeah, totally, totally. That, other than just marketing, I and just haven't like, heard people also... talk about that. That's all. Like I yeah. haven't heard people be like, I'm just people that's... be like, oh, it's just some punk ass like edit, like dudes that you're playing as, and it's like, well, they are like enemy classes from the division. I just haven't heard people say that, so I wanted to point that out. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like <laughs> the idea of a Tom Clancy game with like a punk rock aesthetic is just intensely funny to me. Also, because oh yeah, just because Tom Clancy was such like a buttoned up like right wing dude that. <laughs> like punk rock is just the opposite of what his shit was um is is just a little fine to me i don't know i find myself caring less about ubisoft with every passing moment and this just kind of furthers me yep. towards that <laughs> yeah it's uh 
you know what? This is a future that I did not see coming for myself where I've never been like the biggest Ubisoft fan, but I liked their games and I never thought ill of them. Mm. And and uh, <laughs> I've always like ever since, I guess, 2013 when Dead Space 3 came out, pretty much haven't given a crap about EA. All of a sudden I'm starting to like <laughs> EA more and more. And, <laughs> and, yeah. and now I just don't give a crap about U- Ubisoft. So I just thought that's funny because I, I never thought that would be my future. Yeah, I mean, Ubisoft just seems to really go with the most marketable stuff they could possibly put out, I guess is a good way of putting it, where it's like everything that's hip right now in video games, let's put it Mm -hmm. into our games in one way or another, and that's just boring as shit to me. It's the opposite of innovative. It's not what I want to see from the industry, but... yeah. Except the thing is, it doesn't even sell because I feel like I keep on seeing. I was about to say like it sells, so I guess it's working for them. But like I keep on seeing stuff about how Ubisoft games are underperforming. So I don't. They need to. Yeah, but it I up, heard I that, guess. or I'm pretty sure I saw that. Um, like I have nothing to back myself up on this, but I'm almost certain that mm-hmm. um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla did like really, really well. I don't know compared to what or mm-hmm. like or anything like that. I just remember seeing like Actually, yeah positive things on that one, and I, that was when I was just so like I am so not into this. This is definitely like not looking like the quality I want personally. And but like you never heard people talk about it. Yeah, apparently it sold really well. So I don't know. Yeah, I kind of believe that just because it was like a next gen launch title. So you know, everyone who got a new console or not everyone, a lot of people who got a new console. Like, oh, you know, I mm. want a new game, and that just came out alongside it, so you can play that um, or Cyberpunk. But I don't think you want to be playing Cyberpunk. That's a great point <laughs> on your console. <laughs> um, and. Uh, God, remember Cyberpunk? Anyway, um, but but yeah, I, I can understand <laughs> that. But but like like uh, Ghost Recon, fucking uh, Breakpoint. Break yeah, yeah, yeah. Breakpoint. Um, like classic that one underperformed. They in, yeah, they pulled in some dumb shit from other genres. Like, kind of made it Divisiony or whatever, and it just tanked because it mm-hmm. wasn't really what people wanted out of that mm-hmm. series. I'm trying to think of. They had some other game that came out in the last year. It's it's just Immortals Phoenix Rising. Immortals Phoenix yeah, Rising. Yeah, yeah. Was also just kind of like what's hip right now. Their Breath and of the I mean, Wild. I heard that one wannabe. was good, but yeah, I heard it was good, but I also I played didn't hear anything about its sales. I played the demo for that one, and it did not feel how I wanted it to feel. <laughs> it, it looked interesting yeah. enough for me to give it a try, so I played the demo, and it yeah, the, the way it feels playing it, I was like, man, this just feels really janky and also kind of more like assassin's creed um because i think it was yeah. actually based like they used a lot of the same assets from um they were basing it off of i think the same i don't want to speak out of turn but i think it was like something like the early version that leaked onto stadia people saw it was the same compass at the top as uh, assassin's creed mm-hmm. um uh what was the one in uh, odyssey that's the one and they had the same compass from that yeah. and a few other things so like the the parry move is the same button combination and you have a few things that are the way the buttons and like the icons appear when you hold down the trigger and stuff that lay out the same way so i feel like they have a lot of the same assets used in order to swap it over try to make a breath of the wild clone and then it just didn't i assume it didn't do that great because i don't hear anything about it um yeah and then yeah yeah like I, even the the uh rainbow six whatever the heck it's called now infection or <laughs> plague <laughs> out no it's not outbreak. it's a extraction yeah yeah extraction was? yeah that one just doesn't i i feel like the at least and i hate to be this person okay but i'm going to be him for a second graphics wise none of these games have looked that amazing like they've all looked like last gen games mm-hmm. that are like really like 
games that just don't have the time for the polish yet. I guess is the best way to explain yeah. it. But they they look it's rough around the edges. Effort. They look low effort. They look like they yeah. put as much budget as they had to put into this game to make it yeah. a sellable product. Like no bugs, no bugs. Okay, good. We're good. Let's launch it. <laughs> no bugs. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know. We should we should jump into our uh, our favorite games. Let's do it. Number twenty seven. We're on to number twenty seven of our favorite games of all time. Sweet. Ziggy, why don't you take it away? Do your number twenty seven. Go. All right, well, this is going to be... <laughs> I was kind of confused. I thought I did this one already, but it's uh, <laughs> Doom 2016, um, which is probably the best reboot of all time, I would say. Uh, just, like, way fucking better than has any right to be. You know, id, they released, what, like, Doom 3, which mm -hmm. was good, but, you know, people were like, eh, it's not really a Doom game. You know, they released Rage, it's like on the 360, and that was kind of shit. So no one really cared and then them coming back you know don't have the best track record anymore but it's it and they're making a new doom game this is awesome we've seen some prototypes of this new doom reboot game and it looks kind of shitty but you know maybe this is different maybe they've turned it around and you know it comes out have some weird sketchy review shit people are really ready for it to just be a stinker but nope it is fucking phenomenal with some of the best shooter like fucking mechanics out there like super tight just a perfect reimagining of what the original Doom was into a beautiful, shiny, glossy new form. Mm -hmm. And also kind of completely, I would say, kick-started this new wave of like retro shooters. I feel like a lot of those started coming out after Doom 2016, where it just, there was so much more interest in this now of, oh yeah, old shooters were really fucking good, huh? And then <laughs> yeah. you, know, you get Dusk, and you get Proteus, and you get uh ultra kill <laughs> dare i say his name um and yeah it's just i would say at the, at the time there was a while where this was my favorite first person shooter um a lot of first person shooters have, have come out since then and those have taken the spot of it but i feel like so many of those games were either inspired by this reboot or one of them is a direct sequel <laughs> yeah so yeah. Yeah, uh, it's just fucking awesome, awesome video game. Yeah, that game just like blew my mind when I played it the first time. I was just like, man, I didn't realize that a game like this could be this fun. And uh, mm -hmm. and I don't know if I beat it though. And I think at the oh, by the interesting, I know I got really far, and and so I don't know. It's like I, you know when you you can tell you're getting close to the end of a game. I know I got to that yeah. point, and then it's like I don't actually know if I finished it or not. I feel like I did not. <laughs> Um, I know I dabbled in the multiplayer. Did you play that at all? Oh, I don't think I ever touched it. I think I looked and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to. And then I moved on to something else. <laughs> I remember just wanting to give it a shot and not having a fun time getting just wrecked. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the pacing of it is probably the thing I'd talk down most. And honestly, that's probably what makes it lower on this list than most others, just because it used a very retro style of pacing which i think didn't work for a modern video game where it's just balls to the walls action 24 7 there's no breaks um so you can only really play it for like an hour at a time i found just because you play any more than that you get exhausted and you mm -hmm. kind of have to go do something else um and that's where like doom eternal and other games just do it so much better because they give you that time to breathe and time to sort of recuperate which is awesome yeah anyways what is your number 27? 
my number 27. Just trying to see if I could find a trailer for it, but uh, I'll just click on something here because it's so old. Uh, the Legend of Zelda Four Swords Adventures on the GameCube. Ooh. So this game is still like just uh, every single Zelda game is my number one at some point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> but but this Zelda game was that one where you wanted to play co-op, you wanted to play with a friend or with specifically me. I wanted to play this with my brother. When we were living at home, of course, we're just little teenage kids and I wanted to play this, but you have to have a Game Boy for each player and the cable that goes into the GameCube <laughs> and you have to have the disc, the game on and like, yeah, just own so much. And uh, so it wasn't until much later that I was able to actually experience getting this game and playing it with friends. I still have the physical copy of the disc and I ended up saving and actually have enough Game Boy Advances or Game Boy Advance SPs and the cables that I'm able to now do for players. And now, being an adult, I have the hardest time finding three other people who want to play this with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I still have never played this with three other people. I've played with, I basically played up to three players all at once, but I've never done four. And that is just like my goal in life before I die, even if I'm 80, I gotta play this with three other people. So, uh, yeah, that this game was so cool at the time. I mean, playing single player, um, you go inside and this little menu if you're watching you can see the little menu pops up and you can see indoors or inside of a hole in the ground or something like that but if you're playing multiplayer you can actually like see the inside of the buildings on your game boy so you can kind of see your own it's not taking up the screen on the tv and you can actually and i just thought that was the coolest thing and just being able everyone has their own personal window into the inside of this building or underground or wherever mm -hmm. and you're kind of playing together to collect enough of these triforce or these force gems that are called they're like triangle rupees right and once you get 2000 your swords power up and you need to do that in order to finish the level and each level is kind of laid out on a big overworld map kind of like a traditional mario game where you're going from level to level and the objective of course is different in each one different puzzles and different items and different enemies and some bosses and different ones and i just like that whole approach having different worlds having this maiden village where you're going into this dark world underneath where you be appear as a shadow to everyone else in the normal world and like mm -hmm. going back and forth in there figuring out the puzzles that game is actually so so good if you just want like a good game that will actually make you think and also just have a good time with a bunch of friends i think it's fantastic and then you're also friendly competition part is fighting for the most force gems and then it'll have a little tally at the end showing who had the most and rank you who won and that kind of thing um but yeah being able to pick each other up toss each other over the gaps in the ground be able to collect items say even like upgrading your items to giant bombs instead of regular ones or a, an arrow that can now shoot like multiple really quick things like that it's just it's just so cool it's your traditional zelda like link to the past type of game but with four players i guess it's the best way to explain it so mm -hmm. uh love this game to death looking forward to eventually playing with four people <laughs> Or with three other people, sounds I guess. Like, sounds like this game walked so that the Wii U could run, if you ask me. Why? Although I wouldn't say that the Wii U ran. <laughs> I mean, you, it's, like the, it's like the Wii U gamepad. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe. But uh, they never put it out or on the Wii U. This that would have been fantastic. So that the Wii U walked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's uh, my number 27. What's your 26? Awesome. My 26 is... Metal Gear Solid 5, um, which is 
despite the fact that it is unfinished in the strongest sense of the word like it literally doesn't have a real ending <laughs> and um it you know a lot of issues with it as a metal gear solid game that said it is one of the funnest games out there i would say just in that gameplay loop of you know doing a mission seeing like dudes you know using your binoculars like oh shit that's an s-class soldier you know sneaking up to him tranking him you know getting him up on a little balloon in the sky which is always you know super fun and building your little army of that in addition to just like really really fucking top-notch stealth gameplay of having your million little gadgets and shit um it's God, it's just it's so fun it's so good and the story i think honestly gets more crap than it maybe deserves because i think despite the fact that it's not finished i do think it's good it's obviously not nearly as good as like your metal gear solid twos or threes but i think it's a i mean it's, it's perfectly fine i in, i enjoyed it i think a lot of people make it sound worse than it actually is um and it does actually have a couple really neat moments um it's what a six-year-old game i'm kind of fine spoiling it um where I remember in the sort of second like chapter of the game, like after you you know kill Skullface and all that in the second bit, uh, where a bunch of your crew members get sick and you have to go in and sort of figure out what's up in this like quarantine zone and they end up kind of going after you. you have to like kill all of your own men and that's like kind of an interesting emotional moment. Um, but yeah, I mean just the gameplay loop of this game is so fucking strong, <laughs> like. I have an interesting relationship with stealth games where I sometimes really enjoy them, sometimes really don't. But right. the way that this game handles it is just so above and beyond probably any other stealth game I've played. Awesome. I uh, still, I only played like the first maybe hour or two of that one. Um, mm. Liked it a lot, but I think it was a little too focused on stealth for at least at the time for my liking. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, if you like Dishonored, with the degree that you do, you would probably really enjoy the gameplay. This just, I don't know, skip cutscenes or something. Cause I mean, you said you've never really gotten to Metal Gear, right? Right, exactly. I don't know the story yeah. at all or anything like so that. So it, but, it uh, will be fucking nothing. But, but I did enjoy the cutscenes. <laughs> I watched them all for the beginning part that yeah. I did play. Like, I did enjoy that. It's, it's just, I, I think it's, um, and maybe I, I just didn't give it enough a shot, but I know I like having the option to go chaotic if I need to, I guess. It's like, yeah. If I can be like, okay, so I'm now I, I went from stealth mode to action hero in a second. If I can, then mm -hmm. I got to give this another shot. Yeah, definitely. In the first few missions, you don't really have the tools to do that. But later, I mean, you can right. get like the big bulky battle suit and the tools to do that where you can big, really hold bulky your own battle big. suit. Okay, you sold he looks me. Huge. He's <laughs> chunky. Also, the game That's... is like fucking $2 all the time. Um, oh, I have it, I think, on, so... on PS4 you already. Do? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, perfect um good good modding community too it's got a nice little modding scene um nice. but yeah very 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 good playing video game well if that's all you have to say on that one um i will go into my 26 that would be bioshock infinite Ooh. first this, Bioshock yeah. on the list yes and um you know it's still special Whoop. It, it's still like it you know it's a great game um story in my opinion very very good um and i really mm -hmm. appreciate how it ties in with bioshock one and two without directly being a sequel to them and it does it in such a smart way have you beaten this one zig just a little side note 
Ooh, I haven't. I got a chunk into it, probably a few hours, um, mm -hmm. but I can't say that I ever got to the end. All right. Well, are you okay with me spoiling it? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Well, spoiler warning, everyone. If you haven't finished Bioshock Infinite, what the heck is wrong with you? Go finish that and then come back. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it'll show, it should only take like 20 hours or something. I don't know. Um, anyways, <laughs> this game, uh, it is set in its own unique world. And it's set in like, I think it's like the... Ooh, I don't even know what time. I was going to say like... I was going to say 1930s, but I'm not 100% sure on that. Anyways, besides all that, like that, I... Me coming off of Bioshock 1 was, let's just say it's high up on my list here, okay? And when it came out, it was my number one at the time. And like just me having my eyes open to a mature game that isn't just focused on horror, but also a good story. And I just like could not believe that as a 17 year old kid. And uh, so going into, I think this game came out in 2010, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe, no, that seems too early. I want to find out now. Well, I think it was 2011. Bioshock. I think in a, a 2013 now. Please. 2013. March 26, 2013. 2013. Okay, so anyways, me looking forward to that coming out. I think Bioshock 1 came out 2007, so you know. There was a Bioshock 2 in there that I loved and everything. I think that might have been 2010. Um, but yeah, looking mm. forward to this one. I remember the first trailer and just being like kind of disappointed it wasn't in Rapture again. Uh, like I mm. love that city and I still do. That is my favorite character in a video game. That's my favorite like location in a video game. Um, Rapture mm. is such a cool world and a living city. So seeing Columbia, which is the floating city in this in Bioshock Infinite, was a little disappointing for me um, when I first saw the trailer. I grew to like it a lot more than I did initially, but I, it just never pulled me in in such a way that Rapture did. And um, so when I play that game, I just go, I just don't feel like it's really lived in as much as I did with Rapture. I didn't feel as close to that city as I did with Rapture. But the gameplay felt really, really good, and the story felt really good. Having your character, Booker, actually, I think he's voiced by, um, uh, shoot, why am I forgetting all the easy names, too? Uh, Troy Baker. <laughs> like, oh, I yeah. should know that one right off the top of my head, right? Um, <laughs> he's voiced by Troy Baker, and fantastic job, of course. He, uh, it's cool having a character that's speaking to the NPCs in the game. And then you have your, your character, Elizabeth, who's you're playing with, and she's there with you along most of the journey. But that first act of the game where you are going to rescue Elizabeth from the tower is, I think, so powerful, so cool uh, for me and how you get to meet the Lutest twins who basically are from, one is from a different dimension than the first one. So there's a male and female version of them and they are basically the same person in a different alternate reality, basically another world mm -hmm. that is like the one you're in. And throughout the game, you will notice different rifts and tears and they will actually swap between different like realities in the game. And so then you start to realize at the end of the game that Elizabeth, she eventually unlocks her abilities to create worlds or be able, be able to create anything she wants, pull from anywhere in any world she wants. And you get essentially traveled to some weird limbo where you're walking 
from lighthouse to lighthouse and she's showing you the stars in the sky and you're seeing all these little points of light and you realize they're all the tips of all these different lighthouses and she's kind of saying metaphorically these lighthouses are all different worlds all different ones and they all have a man they all have a city and they all have a lighthouse and so it kind of ties in like this is why bioshock one has a lighthouse and the man in the city and it's kind of like making it feel like you could go anywhere you want with bioshock and as long as it has these three things it's bioshock and then she even like has you teleport into the one of the first areas in bioshock one where you get injected with the needle and you get your electrical powers it's this big room Mm -hmm. right at the beginning and i think that's such a cool way for them to show that at the end but not be like it's the same world it's a different world but it's also a similar situation as what you're experiencing now Mm -hmm. and i just think that a lot of stuff like that's really cool and then you even learn that Comstock, the main villain in the game, is you. And that you are actually the main villain, and it, you are from a different dimension. You are going to save your daughter, and then it turns out your daughter is actually Elizabeth, who you've been with the whole time. And and then it's like this whole thing, and that's why she's missing a pinky, because like when she got pulled through this portal, it cuts off her pinky. And so somehow like a part of her is in two different realities, two different worlds. And I, it's such a cool story that really starts to... And I think it makes uh, the replay, of the the second playthrough, actually more enjoyable than Bioshock One and Two do, for example. <laughs> but yeah, I, I could talk about it for a long time. I just think that this game is definitely worth putting on my list because it it does a lot of great Bioshock things. Has your powers, has your guns. Um, the story is very good. I just would put it below any of the other Bioshocks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're comparing it to one of the best games of all time, so. <laughs> exactly yeah um yeah cool yeah um but yeah about it right it is um with that i guess we'll just end the show um so again thanks for watching if you got this far really appreciate it please leave a like and subscribe and uh if you're listening on podcast services please leave a follow and let me know how i can improve how we can improve um and again just a quick reminder next week's the last weekly episode and then we're going to monthly so uh Yeah, Mm. until then, keep peeking that screen. Bye, everyone. Keep speaking that. Oh, no. (laughs) Peen?